hi, hello, welcome to the show. Before we start Weed the Gamer Cast, I want to thank everybody who supports us at patreon.com slash make us better, especially our platinum executive producer, Mr. Corey Hicks at twitch.tv slash chicks underscore 18, our gold executive producers, Mr. Mark Moody, uh, Edwin Callow, Josh Bloodborne Borboni, Mike BC, Panache Malloy, and our executive producers, Devin Tyus, Kyle Hyman, Brendan Myers, Tony Hutchinson, Donnie Reese, Stephen Iafredi, Dude, Carol Underwood, Don Tabellini Jr., Kevin Austin, Tammy Ryan, Robert Bobby Miller, Tim Alf, and David Ray. Thank you guys so much. You support me in four ways right here at We The Gamer Cast, twitch.tv slash Sean Capri every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 1030 Eastern Standard Time. If we ran Nintendo and the Xbox Drive, thank you guys so much now on with the show. And welcome to episode 173. Every 10 episodes, it rhymes a little bit of We the Gamer Cast. It comes to you on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube.com slash We the Nerdy every single Monday. Thank you for being here, subscribing, thumbs up, leaving comments, rating on iTunes, all the things that you guys do. I am so appreciative. Here on Canadian Thanksgiving, I am very thankful for you. And in case you're new, here's the deal. Every single week, I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. And if you want to be on the show, it's very easy. Tweet at me at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery Capri like the pants you know I actually still have that like written in the notes as if like I'm ever gonna need to like refer to it why would I it's I don't know my I don't want to get rid of it just in case like things kind of change and so I don't know I don't know why it's there guys thank you so much for being here we have a wonderful video game nerdy classic hey what kind of games are you into kind of chat coming up here with my my new friend Andrew Gonzalez he's been supporting us here for a little while actually and um all kind of like flows through the Luke lore as it turns out a lot of connections all these people we all seem to like know each other who knows somebody else who knows somebody else and that's the magic of we the gamer cast i am so pumped as i mentioned today as you're listening to this perhaps or i guess as this is launching that's not that's a little presumptuous you listen to it on day one the xbox drive you should listen to on day one this is evergreen you can listen to this anytime the xbox drive day one is like it's very important and it's very short this is this is uh you can you can listen to this next year so maybe you're listening to this in 2020 Hope you're having a good day there in the future, future you. That's that's cool. Um, I don't even know what I was saying. I'm going to start off by say, by giving a big internet hug to my good friend Brock McLaughlin. Uh, I just saw he said he went he went offline for a little bit, going through a, a little tough space. So if you guys don't mind, Brock McLaughlin, it's a uh, it's like a McLaughlin or it's like Laughlin as a Happy Meal. Maybe Brock McLaughlin on Twitter, show him some love whenever, whether you're listening to us on Thanksgiving, Canadian Thanksgiving, or if you're a 2020 person, podcast listener, I'd be very curious if they've made any advancements and maybe the app, maybe the iTunes or Apple podcast app is good in 2020, but let's not get our hopes up. Brock, I love you with all my heart, man. I hope you're doing okay. Um, this is, as it, as I said, Canadian Thanksgiving. Did you guys know it's Canadian Thanksgiving? It's Canadian Thanksgiving. Um, I want to bring something back. I haven't done it in a couple of weeks. My three things that I'm grateful for today. I just need a, we need a little pick me up. And I, and I, I want to give a shout out to Jonathan Brown. He's keeping this up. Josh, uh, Stapleton also keeping this up. Guys, it helps. So I, I need it right now. So I'm going to do it. And on Thanksgiving, of course, uh, before I even get into it, um, I still plan on, 
on stealing American Thanksgiving. I I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I want Canadians to adopt the American Thanksgiving as well. We need that like official kickoff to Christmas season or the holiday season or whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is kind of like a random day. October doesn't, it doesn't seem like we should be giving thanks just yet. <laughs> Officially, we still have Halloween. We have so much to be thankful for with all the bags of candy that are coming. But anyways, all the joking aside, I'm thankful for my job. Uh, number one, I am, we, we had a, we had a crazy summer, a crazy kind of like already into the fall here, I suppose. Um, it's been very rewarding, very challenging, very, just all the thing, all the checkboxes. Like I, I, we have, I have great friends there. It's been, it's been awesome. So my job, sometimes some days is not the greatest. Sometimes or I should say I don't have the best time. Um, but lately it's been good. Lately I've been very happy. So that is great. I'm thankful for you, Mr. or Mrs. or Ms. listener or whatever you go by. Um, I'm just grateful that you tune into the show every single week. I don't, I know that I say like, thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing, blah, blah. I really do mean that. I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for taking time out of your week or your day or whatever. And you could have downloaded a different podcast. You could have even skipped over this one, but you're listening and you're here. And from the bottom of my heart, I'm very grateful for that. And I'm also grateful. I don't know. This is, this one's nebulous. This one's weird, but for some reason, this is the one I want to do. I'm grateful for the power of sleep. And I guess maybe it's just because I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> um, I know that as soon as I get a little bit of rest, uh, I will, I will be renewed. I will be refreshed. And I am, am truly looking forward to that tonight. I think I'm actually going to get it. Um, although I do feel like my laugh lines and the bags are kind of, they're, they're working. Okay. If that makes any sense, like there's some people can pull off bags and I think that I'm working on it. I need new glasses. I look at myself in a camera too much, you guys. Let's get on with the freaking show here. I, I really was like, I'm not going to have anything to talk about today. And then I ramble on for going on eight minutes now or something like that. Um, I'm geeking out, Bobby, in case you're listening to this. I am geeking out. I haven't done a geek out in a little while. Uh, I'm going to be seeing and touching Bobby Paul's in the face uh, this week, Tuesday, October 9th, the day after Canadian Thanksgiving. Did you guys know it's Canadian Thanksgiving? Um, we're going to get together. I think I'm meeting up with Fiona McKinnon and possibly even going down to Bobby's house. I don't know exactly. I think that's the plan. Things could change. So Tuesday is sort of like, that's kind of that's kind of taken care of. Wednesday, I'm actually working. And then Thursday, before I fly home, if you guys are in the New York area, if you can get yourselves to Nintendo World, New York City, I'm going to be there as, as early as possible. Let's, let's, let's connect on Twitter or on Discord or wherever the, the links are in the notes for the Discord. Um, I have to leave towards the airport by about three o'clock in the afternoon, but I want to be there as early as possible. We can all hang out. We can get some food. We can, we can high five. We can just like yell hey at each other if you guys want. So if you're in the area, Joe after work, Joseph Moran, everybody else that you like, let's get, let's do it. I, I'm sorry. This is so late. I didn't even know what was happening until I still don't really know what's happening. I'm pretty sure this is a pretty good plan. So hopefully we can pull this all together. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Let's get into a very awesome, nerdy conversation. The purest of, of pure nerd conversations is right here with uh, Andrew Gonzalez. Uh, you can follow him at AJGVulture89. And I hope that you guys know that the spirit in which I intend that. It's like, this is, I said to Andrew right after we started, stopped recording, I'm like, that's like the true spirit of We The Gamer Cast, uh, as I originally intended it, which was you're, you're hanging out at New York Comic Con or some, or sort of PAX or whatever, and you bump into somebody and you're like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? And you're like, I like video games. Like, get out of here. I like video games too. That's this, this conversation. So why don't we get right into it? Here he is, my good friend, Andrew Gonzalez. 
I know I said after Tomb Raider, but I might end up picking Assassin's Creed up later. So. Yes, yes, dude. Okay, so how far are you in in Tomb Raider? Only like three hours. Not yeah. even. How are how like how are you liking it? Ah, it, uh, it's good. I have the animal thing. <laughs> So I saw the Jaguars early on, mm-hmm. not too thrilled. I was scared going in through the first challenge tomb because I saw those people standing on the top and I didn't know who they were. But then I thought an animal might pop out and I was very nervous throughout the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I, uh, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to get back to this game. I, I, I might need to, I might need to cut it. I, do you have a, do you have a backlog going right now? Do you have like an active uh, list or anything or at least a mental have- list? way too many games and i even bought dragon age i meant not dragon age dragon quest and i never started because it came out the i was away the there day it came out that came out that week wasn't yeah. there spider-man oh of course and yeah i was away when dragon quest came out and then i got home and spider-man came out so i was like i'll obviously play spider-man first and then Tomb Raider came out and never went to Dragon Quest. Mm-hmm. So it's still sitting on my shelf. Son of a gun. What's your history with Dragon Quest? I don't have any at all. Uh, I played, I bought Dragon Quest Eight, I think, just yeah. to get the demo for Final Fantasy Twelve. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Oh, my that's, God. That's the only Dragon Quest I've ever played. Mm-hmm. None of the other ones. But people love this one, so I decided... I should probably get it too. They should they should do more of that, I feel. Like the, the baked in demos, like the, the gotcha why, demo kind of thing. That's why everybody bought crackdown. That's what I'm talking yeah. about, man. Exactly. Like and and I love that that's a you know, maybe maybe they shouldn't do it all the time because it's special. Like people remember those Yeah. Mm, I only bought this like kinda okay game because I really wanted the amazing I, demo. Crackdown crackdown was pretty fun though. Yeah, but like it didn't have any hype around it. Like that that the only reason anybody even knows that it was okay. Is because they tried it because they wanted Halo. I, I miss demos. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you think? I, Luke, Laura, and I were talking about this on the Xbox Drive uh, this week, and about like the current state of demos. I feel like demos are in flux, but also kind of making like a renaissance. But in the modern age, where you're getting like full games and like Octopath, you can uh, like carry your oh, progress man. on. That had the opposite effect on me with Octopath. Oh, really? I ended up buying the full game and played about an hour of it. It's like not for me. No way. And I, and I ended up. GameStop had a had a weird trade in deal where they were giving 90 percent back. Yeah. So I I bought Octopath for fifty one dollars with tax because of Amazon, mm-hmm. and when I traded in Octopath, I got forty nine dollars for it. So I was down two dollars. What? And, and I traded in Odyssey, um, and Zelda because. The thing, the thing I don't is, think you're my, allowed to do that before. <laughs> before Switch got cloud saving, my Switch died, and I lost fifty plus hours in both games. And oh, I was you're never going to go back. I was never going back to Breath of the Wild. They were giving me a year and a half after it came out, forty nine dollars for it. So I said, "All right, let's go." Really? And I I paid off the Elite controller, the white one, <laughs> with mm. the credit that I got for all that snap do you have so do you have both control hang on a second before i get to that um i would do the exact same thing like i think that like i think you made an emotional decision but i i stand by it of like screw nintendo why i don't have the ability to back up my saves like i just want to i just like it's a way of like disconnecting from the pain and now it makes me not want to get pokemon because there's no cloud saving and if i lose 60 hours of pokemon it's gonna be the worst are you another like everybody in the kind of funny community was like born and raised on pokemon is that the same for you pokemon red pokemon red (laughs) 
that that I remember beating the Elite Four on a on a school trip. I had it on the bus with me. Mm-hmm. I you couldn't save mid battle and you couldn't suspend the game like you can now. Of so course. I had to beat it in that one bus ride. Well, that power button was so final, right? Like you slid that power button, so that that snap, and it was just like boom. Like, there's nothing left. There's no charge going to that thing anymore. It's over. So when you're going, you're in the school bus playing Pokemon, like. Are there kids around you playing it as well? Like I was, I, I had nobody who was into Game Boy when I was a kid. People were watching it, like, but, like watching they're into it on the bus, like, but no one else had it. And I remember not being able to catch a bunch of Pokemon, not realizing that you needed Blue to get all the other ones. So I had oh, to convince funny. someone to get Blue just so we could trade with the Link Cable. And you okay? So you were actually able to convince not only this other person to like go want it, but then convince them to go convince their parents. Essentially, is what you did. Well, they were gonna get a Game Boy, and I'm like, just blue, just because for Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you need blue because I have red. We can get everything. And then when Gold and Silver came out, I bought both of them. Oh my gosh! Do you think that still like plays out today, like with kids or even adults? Like, like because Pokemon's obviously ginormous even now. Um, oh. do you think that's going to happen with, uh, Pikachu and Eevee in like I next mean, month? It, it happened with Sun and Moon with the group of people I know. I was oh, like, really? I'm getting, I was like, I'm getting Moon. Don't get Sun. Mm-hmm. And we just texted each other. We're just like, all right. We made sure that there was at least one person that got a different version. So we could trade. The strategizing and, is on another level, man. Like even the purchasing, not only not, you're not even playing the game yet. And you're like strategy. What's the what's the investigate what's the investigation process? Like they announce a game. Like what do you do when they announce a new Pokemon game? Like what um, what happens? I don't. I actually don't even look into any of them. Okay. I just find out I find out what everybody's getting and try to get the opposite. Just so I oh. end up trying to get all the Pokemon. It doesn't matter for. I think it only mattered red and blue because I like Charizard mm-hmm. and silver and gold because I like Lugia better than Ho-Oh. So. I don't know I those other ones. Silver. I know Charizard. That's that's just it. I'm like oh, too old, yeah. man. Silver I feel gold. so old right now. Silver and gold is when they introduced the whole second region mm-hmm. with, where they didn't really have many Pokemon from red and blue. It was silver and gold had their own set. And I was like, Lugia looks really cool. I need silver. Yes. So what is your excitement level for the next one? Like, are you, have you already strategized? Are you getting Pikachu? Are you getting Eevee? I'm like, not getting it. You're not getting it at all. Dude. Okay. So this is so interesting because like, here you are, you can name off all the different games and all the, like, I can't even tell you like which ones even pair up with each other. Like you just told me red, blue. So like, I, yeah, like that's one, uh, gold, silver, I think. Yeah. Gold black, and silver white, the next maybe one. Maybe I'm better at this than I gave myself credit for. Yeah, they had black and white, they had ruby and sapphire. XY, and then they yep. made like the, they made like yellow for the red and blue. And then they made crystal for ruby and sapphire. See, that's where I get and, messed up is the third one that they do. It's just like, come on, man. I need, I, I can pair things and up. And then they did X and Y, I think. I didn't right. play that. I played a little bit of Chelsea and I. That's where we were both like, okay, let's figure out what the heck is going on in this Pokemon world. Like, I just need to figure this out. So, um, okay. I don't have the history of Pokemon like everybody else does. Then, like, Pokemon Go happens, and I'm like, okay, let's see this. And I, okay, this is pretty exciting. Like, I, like everybody else, and pretty addicting, and this is mindless and stupid. And then they announced... Uh, Pokemon Pikachu go let's go Pikachu and let's go Eevee and I'm like I'm all in like why am I all in because like it's linking back to something that I was maybe that I found exciting I I thought it's so smart the way that they're linking Pokemon go with this one and it actually got me playing Pokemon go again 
So, like, I'm kind of hyped, but there's so much happening in this fall. I don't... We probably say this every fall, Andrew. We probably say every single September, October, November. This is the craziest holiday season ever. Yep. It, but it feels like that this year, doesn't it? Um. Oh man, I I'm caving, getting Call of Duty because <laughs> the, no, the the blackout demo was so good. Mm-hmm. I that sold me. It was everything I wanted PUBG to be. Oh really? And, and it runs smooth. Did you ever play PUBG in first person? I have not. I just it. I saw it. It looked weird. Me I too. third I, person. Could you put your like? I can't describe why it is. It feels so weird in first person. Like why? Like is it that far off from quality that you just can't even play it in first person mode? It, it's weird with all the inventory management and with all the picking up. Third mm-hmm. person just seems good. When I drop something, I know where it is and. I, I, it doesn't feel right to me in first person, but when I played Blackout, it felt like Call of Duty. It didn't feel like PUBG. It just felt like Call of Duty on a bigger scale, and yeah, I liked it. That's nice, man. You know what? It reminds me of like Skyrim or Oblivion or any Elder Scrolls games where, or even Fallout too, like where you could flip before, flip back and forth between third person and first person. And like third person, just never to me, never felt right. It always seemed like the like the character was just like floating around and not really grounded at all. And first person always seemed like better, but still kind of weird. And then um, um, reverse for No Man's Sky, I way preferred third person when they when they updated that with the uh, the next update. I thought, wait, that was the first time they did third person. Yeah, I only played the next update, but I only played about two hours of it. I got into space. Um, but it was so frustrating to finally get into space because mm-hmm. they don't really tell you how to play the game. <laughs> and I was getting really confused. I died to robots. Mm-hmm. Is it is that a genre me. that you do too much? Like, because I don't do any of the like really the survival stuff. I think of like Ark and uh, things like that. No, the long it's not dark. I tried Conan Exiles for thirty minutes. <laughs> is that what that game is? Yeah, it's it's own. It feels like. It feels like a weird mix of Minecraft, a weird mix of Ark and hmm. Rust and all that. And random people killed me when I was trying to learn how to play the game. <laughs> and I couldn't do it anymore. That's just it. Like, you're just trying to learn it. Like, and then all of a sudden somebody comes and ruins your day. You're like, I've got a trillion other games that I could be playing right now. That, that's why I like Minecraft, because I could play my own world. Oh, well, there you go. All that. Okay. And, but if you play with people, like I've played with friends that have locked me in my own house and then burned it oh. <laughs> while I was in it. Well, so. when in Rome, I guess. What is, okay, I want to I want to take a, a quick sort of like step to like 20,000 feet here. Um, I want to oh. know, Andrew, like how has, how has 2018 been for you? Uh, we could talk about games. We could talk about life. Like how, how are things going? How are you doing? Well, it's been weird. I mean, I traveled a lot this year. Good for Which you. Like cool. that's good. Well, I went to E3, and then um, two weeks later, I went to San Francisco for kind of funny prom. Mm-hmm. So that was entertaining. I mean, E3 is always hectic. It was more hectic this year because I didn't. The last time I went, it wasn't open to the public, mm-hmm. and this year it was. So it was a much different experience. Just trying crowded. to, yeah, trying to trying to navigate everything, and the the lines were a lot longer, so mm-hmm. you couldn't get as much done as you could the previous time. Mm-hmm. So, but it was still, still pretty cool. I mean, seeing a lot of people. I want to talk to you about that because I've only had like very, very small uh, experiences at conventions where I am 
trying to get anything done really and it stressed me out big time like to the point where i was like i actually don't even want to go to e3 like i like yeah. and work it i mean like i want to go to a thing and i just want to enjoy it because like there's so many things that felt like they were out of my control like just people getting in the way or like me maybe this is more my control about me no- knowing where to go i can scout out directions and stuff but getting lost is a real thing um getting cut off or like there's an exit or an escalator that's broken or something really stressful man like so is that kind of like because i kind of get this a similar answer from from people who talk about going to e3 but i want to dive into the, the actual experience and like the the stress or even the uh the pressure that you put on yourself to extract as much as you can out of the experience and put it out for your uh for the website or for whatever it is that the person is pushing out in terms of press ah uh, it's you, the first year, I think, was a lot tougher because I didn't know what I was doing there because the convention center is so huge. Yeah. And everything is in its own spot. You're running left and right. And then you make all those appointments and you're trying to make those appointments mm-hmm. and then trying to figure out time to actually write about what you did, which gets really tough if you stack your schedule. Mm-hmm. And then this year was tough because Microsoft was in its own building and then you have to wait on it on the own line on its own line to get into that building. So it's further to walk there. Mm-hmm. So if you're making scheduling, you have to know the distance between buildings and then try to run between them. And was, I think it was a lot more, it was tougher the first year because I hadn't been there, but it was more right. hectic the second time. That's just because they You're, made a lot of changes. It's like, this should get easier as time goes on, right? Like, why is this still harder, even harder in a different way? Like, I didn't finish writing some stuff till after it was all over, just because mm-hmm. you schedule so many things and you don't have a lot of downtime. Yeah. And then you're going to events afterwards and doing all that. And so trying to find time to actually get work done is pretty difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. How long have you been doing? Um, how long have you been doing the Xbox enthusiast? Twenty E three twenty fifteen. I thought you were going to say twenty years. I was like, <laughs> I might call some BS on that. Yeah. So, so sorry, twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. They picked us up for to cover E three twenty fifteen, and then I went actually there in twenty sixteen. Who's they? What do you mean? Oh, like the people that I write with. They were looking for people, so they saw an ad in 2015 and then I joined them and then I was there since. Talk to me about the enthusiast because there's a PlayStation enthusiast. There's an Xbox (laughs) enthusiast. Is there a Nintendo enthusiast as well? That's the one that, that's the one that started everything. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So what's who's, who's responsible for all of this enthusiasm? (laughs) Um, well, um, they're based in Toronto. Yes. So yeah, they're based in Toronto. They actually have, you probably heard about it through there you probably heard about it through there they have the eglx convention that's coming up in toronto at the end of the month that's run by them no way yeah Yeah, so like greg and nick are going there and like naomi uh kyle's going there too and then back to the homeland yeah a bunch of people i wanted to go there this year but after spending money for E3 and then kind of funny, it's a bunch of money just to go down there for three days. So I ended up not going this year, but I'm trying to, if they do it again next year, I'll definitely be down there. All these conventions and shows took like the expense that we apply to video games to like the next level. You know yep. what I mean? It was like, man, how am I going to spend, how am I going to buy all these brand new games? And it's like, how am I going to afford these flights and hotels and everything? for It, it starts shows? setting up and then I'm just like, 
I want to do – we'll see the kind of funny one that was more just for fun. Yeah. So next year I want to go back to E3, but I also want to try to go to RTX Mm-hmm. in london because i've never been out of the country Ooh. but it's the same price to go to to fly down to rtx austin than it is to go to london mm-hmm. and i don't like the heat so me neither man i'm the same like like it, the, the weather outside is perfect right now it's like around zero which probably sounds weird to like johnny casino but adam leonard i think is used to it i have oh. to mention adam leonard every podcast <laughs> the cold hurts. The cold hurts my body, but it's way. I rather have a little bit of pain than being sweaty all day. I just, yeah, you just can't even touch anything. Just like you try and air out your pits, and you're just standing all weird, and it's just, it's super awkward, man. And I don't know how it is down by you, but here we have so much humidity that I hate leaving the house. Come, come here, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> come on over to Alberta. It's dry. It's very moderate, and. Uh, and and your dollar, your big American dollars go a long, long way, man. So, like, don't go to London. It costs you, like, $2 to get a pound over there. You'll be a king up here in it's practically, like, Eastern Europe in the 1980s. <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, it's, it'll be exciting to go somewhere different. Because, yeah, I mean, man. I do, I do want to try to go to Toronto next year if that's at all possible. Toronto's but... pretty cool. Toronto, like, we, we make fun of Canada a lot, but Toronto's pretty... Toronto's pretty great, and Vancouver is world class, in my opinion. Like, it's so far from from where the majority of people are in the states. But like Vancouver, I think Seattle is probably similar from what I hear. But I absolutely like I go to Vancouver. I just have an absolute blast, man. But um, talk to me about this journey that you kind of have been on in terms of like you're now like well settled in press. Like you've been writing for Xbox enthusiasts for a little while. Like you know, games come your way. You get to write about the stuff. You get to go to E3. But like, where did it all? Where did that all start? Like. You just, I'm just picturing a, a young Andrew Gonzalez, still with the beard and the mustache, but like seven years old, just like, hello. No. Uh, <laughs> but like, one day I would like to, to write about video games and just, how, but probably not. How did it all start for you to get involved more than just being a fan? Um, I just always played since I was a kid mm-hmm. and I always wanted to go to E3 and I knew that was the only way to go. So I smart just, yeah. so I was just. I just saw that random ad and I was like, yeah, I'll try it. And it ended up working out. That, I love that's it. That's literally how it started. There no, was man, no I other... need a very dramatic, like, actually, I was really trying and I, and I bled through my fingertips because I was writing so much and like hammering well, through four keyboards, writing so much. I think now that's at, like, that's the point now. That's where you're when, at. <laughs> when, when you're already there trying to do more. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got, I got lucky in the sense that it was not that difficult to start, yeah. but it's more difficult to keep doing it, especially when when uh, you write for Xbox and they weren't really doing much, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and everybody seems to hate it, and you can't be so positive all the time because they're you know they have their Sea of Thieves and State of Decay that I thought I'd be playing for months and I stopped playing all of them. Oh, well, I did too, but like I don't, uh, I I don't put too much weight into like my attachment to games in terms of like am I playing this for a year because I don't do that with anything. Like there's mm-hmm. almost nothing that I have that I've been playing for longer than a few months. Like I really want to move on to the next thing. So mm-hmm. like my experience is not indicative of what I would say the quality uh, or longevity of the game is. I had a there was a year that. All we played was every day Halo 5 Guardians multiplayer. Yeah, man. And then we switched from Halo 5 Guardians multiplayer every day for almost a year, played Rainbow Six Siege. 
Ooh, I, I want to get into that game so bad. And Halo is still good. Halo mm-hmm. Five is still. I probably gave it a little high, too high of a score. I probably should have like docked it maybe a little bit for whatever. Well, you know what? I rated my own. I rated my own Halo Five review, so everybody can just suck it. I loved it, man. I thought it was amazing. It really wasn't until the second time that I played through, I was like, hang on a second. Those commercials are total bullshit. And like the podcast didn't make any sense with this at all. But it didn't matter because I had a great time playing it. I mean, the story was okay, but I thought the multiplayer, competitive multiplayer was the best since Halo 2. Big time. And I, the amount of, I think my arena playtime was over 13 days or 14 days of arena playtime because we just, we just played every single night yeah. for two, three hours a, a night, or sometimes it was an hour, but we played all the time. Mm-hmm. You're getting that like daily. That's the thing. I'm, I'm kind of hitting that with Forza Horizon 4 right now, where I'm like, I'm sucked in by those daily challenges. I'm like, I'll just do, <sighs> I'll just go like get my lumberjack or whatever it is. And like, just, oh, wait. Oh, there's a speed trap over there. Oh, I'm just another like couple experience points away from like level 10 on Mixer or whatever, the road race things. It's always something. I just hit because I wasn't here the past two days because of Comic Con. I just hit Horizon Life, oh. so now everything's opened up. I think it took six, seven hours just because I was drifting everywhere and getting skill points, mm-hmm. so I leveled up really fast. I feel like here's what I'll say about Horizon for this time. I I feel like they built it for as if people had been playing Horizon for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like they're like, okay, here's your game again. We're got se- we got seasons this time, but. I seem to th- like it seems to me that a lot of people this is their very first maybe even Forza game period or, or certainly a Horizon game and I, I don't know like it seems to be working out but I feel like the third game is actually the one that people should start with I think the first couple hours is way better in Horizon 3 than 4 but then the ongoing game is better I think probably in 4. I think the issue is that they wanted to make it for such an online thing but then yeah. locked a lot of the online stuff out for five six hours which they probably should just put it right in the beginning Mm -hmm. but i think the reason why this is a lot of people's first is game pass because no one has an excuse not to play it Mm -hmm. like if you have game pass you should download everything that goes on (laughs) and they've been like they've been basically giving game pass away for the last six or seven months like there's sales like i'm set for game pass for a year and a half man same same for me when amazon did the buy six months get six months free or something mm-hmm. like that i took advantage of that it was 34 dollars for a year mm-hmm. and, we usually and, miss out on those things in canada like we usually don't get those kind of deals like they're the game pad or sorry uh, uh xbox live gold and playstation plus all the cd keys that everybody gets i don't know unless somebody in canada can tell me i feel like we'd never get well, that kind of stuff. i only know all these things because wario 64 on twitter right he, well he it's so funny. I'm set for Xbox Live till 2022. Hell yeah, man! Because Never have I to just worry stacked about everything. Every time I saw a oh deal, mine just reset. Mine just um got charged to my credit card, and I was like, God, like how did I not like go to get even at Costco? Costco would have something better. It's, it, it's so weird with deals, and I know it's not a deal, but I've been playing a lot of Fortnite, mm-hmm. so I put in ten dollars for. <laughs> I put $10 in for season five for the battle pass, yeah. but I played enough that when season six started, I didn't have to pay for it because I just got enough coins in there. So I make it so I'm never going to have to pay for another season again. I'll just mm-hmm. keep playing and playing and playing. And- I'm, I'm just imagining like the conversations that parents are having with their kids about this to say like, okay, 
you could play this for like a thousand hours in the next three months and then I don't have to give you another $10 or should I just pay like it's a bit of a struggle. Do I want my kid playing like thousands of hours of Fortnite or or do I just want to like buck up and and, and pay this thing? I don't know. It's a tough one. I, I forced myself to keep playing at first because I didn't want to spend another $10. See, but, that's what I'm talking about. I, like, I mean, it's so worth it, though. It mm-hmm. changes the whole game entirely. They have battle pass challenges with things that you can only see if you have the battle pass. Mm-hmm. So I played with a bunch of people and we're climbing and building to catch these um, lightning bolts that are in the air. And one of the people that I was playing with is like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, we're getting the lightning bolt. He couldn't see it because he didn't have the battle pass. And then once oh. he we yeah, there's things you can't see at all if you don't have the battle pass. So Sounds you like you guys are all high and everybody else is like sober. Yeah. <laughs> like, what so are you guys he, doing? <laughs> he ended up getting the battle pass. And then once that happened, he saw everything. And then yeah. we would just play normally. But yeah. yeah, they lock a bunch of stuff out and it makes it an entirely new game because they have they had a challenge last year. I meant last season where you had to take a golf ball that you get as an emote if you have a battle pass and go onto the green and hit it toward the hole and make it onto the green in one shot. But if you don't have the battle pass, you don't even get the golf ball to do that. Dude, Everyone, aren't you supposed to be like killing and surviving? <laughs> All these challenges are like everything but playing yeah. Fortnite. There, there's, I think there's a event this weekend. It's disco style uh, thing where you have to dance in points to capture points, but Amazing. try to shoot people at the same time. How has, how has like, how has Nintendo or Splatoon even like let this come up out of nowhere? Because I feel like, like maybe they rest on their laurels a little bit. Uh, Splatoon, I feel was like next level with the, um, with the spot fest. Let's get like this big, exciting thing. It's like, it's nonsense. It doesn't really get you anything. Maybe some, some exclusive gear. Can't even keep your shirt for God's sakes. Um, and it was exciting for a time and now nobody cares about it anymore. And all of a sudden like Fortnite comes up and it's like, no, no, this is how you keep people going forever mm-hmm. and ever and ever. They make millions a day off of microtransactions in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I, I actually think for Splatoon, it's probably a controversial decision, but they should put it free with the Nintendo Online. I agree. Everybody yeah. would play everybody would play Splatoon if it was a free game. And, and that's the last thing Nintendo would ever do, right? Is give anything they, away for free. They, they don't want to make us happy. I mean, again, Pokemon <laughs> Pokemon and Splatoon don't have cloud saving because you're scared people will duplicate items. When when a bunch of online games on Xbox and PS4 has cloud saving and no one's messing the game up for other people. Like, what kind of system have they built where that would even be possible? <sighs> and I don't even... I bought Nintendo Online. I don't even use the classic games they give that much mm-hmm. i've played mario mario 3 plenty of times i don't really need to do it mm-hmm. i think the only thing i played was tech mobile because i'm in that league i love it i love it <laughs> i'm a spiteful person when it comes to video games well maybe overall but certainly with this one i i tried the i i, I tried actually to buy the year and it was like, no, no, you want to do the seven day trial. I'm like, all right. I, I couldn't even get to the spot to buy the full year or the family pass. I probably did something wrong. Um, so I had the seven days and I got into playing a couple of NES games. I'm like, I don't like these games. I don't think I actually don't want to play these games. And I'm very sorry to everybody who loves those games, but I just, the Mario games undeniable, like really, yeah. really good. The, I'm just even, talking about like a lot of them are just kind of like, Ugh. even Zelda still holds up. Yeah. Zelda. 
that holds up. I like Ghosts and Goblins. I think that's Do you? the one that's on there. That was yeah. fun. Oh, and I didn't even try that one. I don't like the name. <laughs> it, it's tough, but it's pretty cool. It reminds um, me of Grab by the Ghoulies, which I thought was okay. Uh, I, I never finished it, but I enjoyed what I played. It probably has nothing to do with Grab by the Ghoulies. It was just like a whole bunch of G's up in there. Have you ever played uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3? Yeah, man. You know Arthur, the mm-hmm. knight? He's from Ghosts and Goblins. That's the... No way! Yeah, that's the character oh. from from that game. I love that about like these like Smash type of games. You're like, I'm just going to play this character. I don't know where he's from. Like, where's Roy? Was it Roy from... Um... Fire Emblem? No, no. I, oh, God. What the, or Rob. I'm screwing this up so bad because I'm not even sure what game he's from. I think it was Marvel vs. Capcom. He's like, he's this awful fighter. He plays sort of like Ryu and Ken in Marvel vs. Capcom. And he has like a really, really bad flame, uh, like a fireball. It's just like, meh. He's just, somebody will help me out. Anyways. Uh, I will, I, you know what? After this is done, I have a game on my Xbox. I'll boot it up. <laughs> I'll right. look through. Yeah, I, I, I bought that one. I bought, I played like all the Marvel vs. Capcom games mm-hmm. and I hate the new one with a passion. I'm that a huge sucks. fan of that game. Yeah. The, the new one you can win by just pressing the X button because they do simple combos now. Mm-hmm. So if you keep pressing the X button, it will do the ultra combos by m- button mashing. Like they who, kind of encourage it. And it who finds that satisfying? Your- Nobody, even if you're new, you're like, man, I didn't deserve that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't earn that. I bought it day one. I returned it day two because I was I couldn't. And then they had a Capcom sale where the game was on sale for six dollars. So it's like you know what? I'll get it again for six dollars. So I bought it digitally. Yeah. So. Are you a digital hoarder? Uh, I used to be all physical, and I realized I had no more space for games, so I mm-hmm. started buying digital. It's funny how we all kind of landed that that realization about the same time. Like it took like whatever number of generations it was. We're like, all right, enough is enough. This is. I, I, this is enough. When GameStop had that sale, I traded in Overwatch. Um, I which one of my favorite games. I traded in Overwatch physically, and I went back and bought Overwatch digitally the same day. Yeah, man. And it was on because it was also on sale on Xbox Live. So I basically even traded for it mm-hmm. with the credit I got at GameStop. It was the amount of credit it was on uh, Xbox. Is um is Xbox kind of like your home console? Is it like your is it your main? Or is that where your heart is? Yeah, everything else is the exclusives console, and I know people say that for Xbox all the time, that that's their exclusives, but I'm the complete opposite. Me too! I I used to be the Sony guy. I mean, PlayStation oh. 2. I, yeah. I, well, I started with Nintendo, and then I had the NES, the SNES, the 64, but then I got the PlayStation, and then I bought a PS2 because I went to vacation in Florida. They had Kingdom Hearts ps2 just for kingdom hearts i ended up getting an xbox for knights of the republic oh that's a and that's then, a huge gap in my gaming man and i feel then, real bad about that one once that happened xbox took over because then i had halo and then they bought rare and i needed perfect dark zero so did you like, really <laughs> I was like, I was, I loved Rare. So I was like, Perfect Dark Zero and Cameo were both launch games on the 360. What is happening right now? I was just talking about Cameo like the last week or two weeks ago or whatever it was. I'm so bummed that we'll never get a sequel. They they canceled Cameo too, but I would have been all over for that. Where have you guys been? I've never heard this before. And all of a sudden Cameo's making a Cameo 
multiple multiple cameos in the last couple of weeks here with the gamer cast did you know about cameo too like the one that they were gonna make i remember and, hearing about it yeah yeah it, was, it looked more realistic than the first one and they just mm-hmm. scrapped it and then they were do oh connect sports connect sports too oh yeah can I be honest Not- with you? My 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 uh, my connection with Cameo breaks at the at the box art. I wouldn't I wouldn't normally say that like box art matters until it ma- it's so bad that it matters in a negative way. I feel like the box art for Cameo is brutal. Like whatever the dude is, it's like like kind of hovering over the, like the name, and I think the font yeah. is bad. I think it's just like I don't want to play that. I don't even want to turn that thing over. It's one of the worst <sighs> box arts in history, in my opinion. I that was the first game I played with my 360. I that the launch lineup. For that, mm-hmm. I ended up buying eight games Did that launched really? it. It was it was Project Gotham three. Oh yeah. Um, Cameo Perfect Dark. I don't think that was Wasn't day really one. Launch. No, I know Condemned came out, and I was not a horror oh, guy, but dude. I bought it. Dude, I bought Condemned, <laughs> and I didn't like scary games. I had a friend come over, and I just handed him the controller and made yep. him play. So I watched because I was like, I bought this, so I need to see it through. Mm-hmm. And I only played the first level. You're just like, nope, no thank you. Even even Quake was scary. I bought Quake 4 um, day one. I bought that from which, Blockbuster, man. And, and Need for Speed Most Wanted came out. And then, I don't know if you remember... It was underrated gun. Tony yes. Hawk. Yeah, the Tony Hawk people made a Western. Mm-hmm. And then I bought the last one I bought was um, Call of Duty 2, which was really good. That was a classic. Man, I remember playing that on like a 60 inch Sony LCD projection screen TV, like just like super old. But we thought it was like the most gorgeous thing ever. Um, yeah. What was that other? There was another Western game on the 360. It wasn't. Uh, re- it wasn't good. It was the Call of Juarez. Call of Juarez. That was it. Yeah. It wasn't. No good. Gun was so good that mm-hmm. it ruined. That's for so me. funny. It ruined that for me. And I so speaking of westerns, we have Red Dead coming out, mm-hmm. and I'm one of the only people that will say that I, Red Dead One didn't do it for me, and I bought that game the same. It came out the same day as Alan Wake, and the same day as Split Second. Uh-huh. And I bought all three of those games on launch day. Yeah. Played through Alan Wake first because I needed to play that game. Played through Split Second in its entirety. Got all the achievements for that. Then I started Red Dead. Played about three hours of it. I said this game's not for me. And I oh my god, I can't disagree anymore. I played. I labored through <laughs> Alan Wake. Split Second, I actually never even heard of until it came. It just came out on uh, Games with Gold, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. so few, we can all play it now like two months ago maybe. yeah um but red dead like captured my imagination dude like it was just like i didn't even know i wanted those things out of an open world game the whole like emergent gameplay that is thrown around all the time i'm like that's what i wanted out of that game i'm just wandering around like oh well, what's that over there and oh what's well, that over there and it's morning thanks red it, dead it's also it goes back to the animal thing yo that cougar dropped me off my horse <laughs> and, and and I know I'm going to regret it. I know I'm going to regret it, but I bought the digital copy of Red Dead 2. It's already, like, I I, I got it last week. I mm-hmm. pre-ordered it. It's going to be ready for launch day. I'm going to play it, but I'm still a little concerned about it. But, so walk me through that decision. What the hell? <laughs> Are you just uh, caught up in the hype? 
I like GTA Online, yeah. and I know I'm going to play Red Dead Online. Mm. And the two trailers that they showed for gameplay were really cool. Yeah. And I read a bunch of hands-on just how immersive it is, yeah. and I'll give it a shot. If I don't like it, I'm stuck with it. I'll come back to it when online drops, because it's probably going to be like a month later. Mm-hmm. And if I don't like the single player, I'll play something else, but I know I'll be hooked on the online aspects for a very long time. Could just be timing. Like, I don't know. I talk about this with, with Luke and a couple other people quite often. Like, what about, like, a game lands at a certain time, but you're like, maybe you're just not ready for it. But, like, maybe a year later or six months later or something, uh, like, it's a better timing for you? I know th- I know that's happened in the past. If Final Fantasy fifteen, mm-hmm. I, I bought at launch. I took a month or two break and I came back to it. And then I ended up really liking it. Mm-hmm. Um. And I know that's happened with a bunch of things. I know a bunch of shooters that I started and I never finished for a while. Yeah. That happened with Titanfall 2, where it just it got crunched between Battlefield and Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody knows that was probably the worst thing they ever did. Um, put it in between, but I came back to that game, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Do you think, like, Respawn, do you think people aren't, like, I'm trying to think of, like, it's it's old modern warfare people, right? Like everybody knows that. Everybody knows about video games. Knows that. Like why don't? Why do you think like not everybody just like went over to support them? We all recognize that modern warfare was incredible. Why are we not all going like support absolutely everything these guys do? It seems like they still kind of like fly under the radar. Maybe it's the EA mm-hmm. banner. Well, I think I think for Titanfall, the first one was exclusive. So then when the second one popped around. Oh, those people on PS4, I don't think they really cared that much. And the mm. people on Xbox, they didn't really show up because the multiplayer was kind of dead right away. I think it has to do with the way that, like, even Xbox was... So we can all agree that the way they sold Xbox in the beginning was wrong. That they went 100%. for, like, the living room. And so... But I think that they, that, that message actually landed with a lot of people who actually wanted that they weren't interested in games which means that when the games landed they were like who cares i bought this thing to like run my living room instead so not so they like failed double they failed on both fronts they missed the gamers and then the people who bought it weren't buying any of the games because they sold it to people who weren't interested in games i don't know about i don't know about you but i mean i bought it day one just because i mean i like microsoft but Mm -hmm. rise looked awesome i was Mm -hmm. a huge dead rising fan and a next gen Forza, you couldn't turn that down. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I got into Forza after six, actually, and then I kind of went back and like because I was into Project Gotham racing big time and way way back in the day. I was into. I wish that came back. Project like the, the Kudos system and everything was so good, man. I the, mean, we kind of have that now with the with skill the points. Skill points. It's kind of the same because I. I I hate getting such a high skill point and then accidentally hitting a tree, mm-hmm. especially on a drift. That's there's where I, a, that's where they get me. If you get enough skill points, there's a there's part of the skill tree that you can get. That it'll take two bumps to drop your skill down. Uh, so that's I save up for that for every car that I like. so uh, it's individualized for every car too, which I think is interesting. That, that's why I haven't used a single skill point in right? my seven hours. I have sixty five skill points that are Ooh. unused. And I haven't used a single skill point on any car yet. I've just been playing with the ones I've gotten. You get a and, you get an achievement for for unlocking fifty of them, so you could just go to fifty of your cars and use the one skill point. As soon as I find the 
the best car for me. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the car that I use everything. I don't want to use it and then I get a better car and realize I wasted all my skill points on a car mm-hmm. that I'm never going to use again. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of playing the waiting game. But at the same time, it's ruining my competitive play because everybody has better, uh, you know, I guess better skills or whatnot. They're getting more skill points. That means they're getting better cars. They're getting more money. Yeah, it accelerates the whole process. Like anytime you you put into the car, then you're getting more out of the car and everything like that. I mean, I'm saving up to buy. I have 1.9 million Mm -hmm. (laughs) CR. I'm saving up to 2 million so I can get this. There's a castle or something that's 2 million. But if you get 2 million, if you get that one, it also gives you 10 super spins. Oh, snap. Oh, I didn't even realize that. And and. Yeah, someone told me two days ago that not to use your super spins right away, because when you use a regular spin, if you start getting the emotes and you start getting the gestures, I mean, no, sorry, they're the same thing, gestures and clothing, you don't get them anymore. There's no duplicates, so that when you start, when you get rid of all that, and then you start using your super spin, you're only going to get better things. Oh my! Of course, that's the way. Like everything, like even like Destiny is kind of like, kind of like that. You 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 get to a certain level, then you start a new character and transfer everything over. I think it's. I don't know if that's exactly summer. So my in my gonna, brain is connected. I'm gonna start hoarding super spins and then unleash them all at the same time. You know why I don't do that, and I'm but I'm gonna try my best to do that now that you've told me that is um I like anything on my phone, any notifications, anything where it's like a one. I'm like, I got to clear that out of there. I got to get out of there. It just drives me nuts. Just maybe a broken individual because of that. No, I I totally get that. I went through. I didn't know that at first either. The thing about the super sins and them not having duplicates. So Mm -hmm. as soon as I got all of them and I saw three or four, I was like, all right, I have four super spins. Let me use all of them. And then I had 11 wheel spins and I was just started using all of them at the same time. So. so addicting. It just it, it triggers that lizard brain in all of us. We're just like, this is this is the best. And, and and then I get frustrated when I see greens and it should like I should have gotten the purple and it just moves <laughs> a tiny bit and I get I an emo or ten thousand CR when I was so close to getting three hundred, four hundred thousand. Even the way like it kinda gets close and then it'll swing back the other way, you're like yeah. not quite and it'll just be like Or no, or swing up not today. the wrong way when you're oh, right at the one you want. That's that's got the warthog. Oh, I don't even have that yet. Yeah, have you I got the... it in a regular wheel spin. You got to play that Halo mission, man. It is, it's something else. They need to lean into that a little bit more. I just unlocked that mission too. I haven't done it yet. So by the time this by the time this airs, you will have experienced it, and it will change your life. Maybe we'll get a Halo kart racer down there. So funny. It's like it's always like the the thing people want. But I I have one kart racer in my life, and that's Mario Kart. And like nothing, I don't need anything else. I don't need more strategy guides in StarCraft Two. And I, shooters are the things that I can be like, I'll chew them up and spit them out. Like that's that's totally fine. And third world games or third person games, open world, I'll take all of those. But certain genres, I don't need anything more. You you got me wanting when it goes on sale to pick up Diablo Three again because I well. You, I don't, I don't play on PC. I have, mm-hmm. I bought a gaming PC, but I bought it mainly to try to learn how to do videos yeah. and things like that. But on my laptop years ago, when Diablo 3 came out, my friend said you can 
play on low settings because I didn't have a powerful laptop. So right. I bought Diablo 3, must have played for days worth of time. Then it came on to the, and then I bought the DLC was a Reaper of Souls. Mm-hmm. I bought that expansion for PC, played a ton of it. It came on to Xbox One. We all bought it on Xbox One. I ended up getting all the achievements that were part of the base achievement set. So the so before, like level seventy hardcore. Yeah, and I almost died at sixty nine and was about to cry. Oh my god, that's crazy, I, dude! I love that game. And I never played the Necromancer DLC that came mm-hmm. out because I had gotten rid of it after I was done entirely. I was like, there's nothing else for me to do. But now that that's out. I'm thinking when it goes on sale, I should spend the $30 and mm-hmm. just get it again to play with the Necromancer. Yeah. Get sucked uh, back in Diablo 3. That game is great. What about Switch? I don't... The online needs to be stable for me I'm to do thinking it. thinking the same thing. And I've played online, even when we played Tech Mobile, mm-hmm. it was having some issues connecting to a game that's not, like, powerful. Yeah, so if like, I'm gonna, what's going on? It makes me concerned about um, Smash. Mm-hmm. And it, mm. I mean, I already have trouble playing Mario Tennis. And the thing is, my connection on my Xbox and my connection on my PS4, I don't have issues. Rock solid. I have issues with Smash. Yeah. And the games are good. I love Mario Tennis. I play that probably more than anything with um, with first-party stuff. Actually, you'll, you'll be surprised. My most played game on the Switch is Puyo Puyo Tetris. I am not surprised. Well, I guess I am surprised, but mostly just happy. Like that game, if we're talking about demos, one of the best demos of whatever 2017, I think. Everybody sold me on that. Everybody plays that game. The mm-hmm. online community is so strong. I think I take the longest two minutes to find a game, but within mm-hmm. 30 seconds to a minute, I'm already in a game with people. Dang it. Oh, I got to play that some more. My brother would love that too. My brother and my wife, my wife, love like those puzzle games. Like Chelsea is so good at Dr. Mario. She's great at Tetris. Like all these things. Her brain is just like way more advanced than mine. My parents, um, I bought them. I had bought a Switch for them so that they didn't use mine. And then (laughs) I bought... Last year for Christmas, I mean, I had Puyo Puyo Tetris because I did a review for it for Nintendo Enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. And then when Christmas came around, I bought them a copy of Puyo Puyo Tetris. So they really like that game. They're, they're probably, I think they're actually playing it right now. Get out of here. Can you hear it? You're just like, taking no, out but your headphones I knew they were going to play it. That's but amazing. I mean, uh, that, that game is so fun. I'd love to get my parents into video games, but they still call this podcast a blog. So, like, that's not gonna, that's not I, gonna happen. I, I have people say that when I say about writing. Yeah, you know, like oh, you're doing blog stuff. I'm yeah, like, no, blog. it's it's a, it's a website. Like, I know, and like, I don't know. It's like when like people don't mean anything by it, but you're like, yeah, it's not like like anybody can do a blog, but like this is kind of like a real deal thing. Like, I don't know. I, I wanna get i was concerned about mario party because i have a thing with i can't use my left hand as well and with the joy con and i play switch exclusively handheld you can't play mario party handheld you have to play docked or on the screen but with joy cons detached i was very concerned about it but uh kyle uh stevenson um Mm -hmm. he said that i should be okay yep he said i should be okay i just motioned for their beard for those listening to the audio i don't know why i did that hi kyle (laughs) <laughs> he he said uh, yesterday that I should be okay because the Joy-Cons, you can use them 
like horizontally like the controller but then right. if when you have to use it on one hand i could just use my right hand so i mm-hmm. shouldn't have a problem so i'm thinking of picking it up because my family and i used to play we played eight nine and ten mm-hmm. so now that we have the two switches we could easily just play uh super mario party and those games look really fun that they, at, at their heart and at their core they they are fun you know what i love about you andrew is like i feel like you know like everything about all of the things like i feel like i could have jumped in here with like like we could have done a deep dive into almost any system or game or time and it's just like you just know all the things you could man like i'm always we, game, i'm always game for that it's- i had like i had so many things i was gonna get to like kind of funny and new york comic-con and like like 20 actually i want to ask you this we before still do i let that. you go now, I, Unfortunately, we gotta keep we gotta keep it to that hour. We gotta keep it to that, cool. to that time limit. So we're gonna have to have you back on because man, video games are awesome. Um, if you had to choose right now, like what is your what's your game of the year so far? Oof. What's your goatee? Ooh, um, I mean, I platinum Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. I I want to say Spider Man. Unfortunately, none of the I never finished God of War yet. Mm-hmm. So I gotta go through. It's um, it's on the backlog. Mm-hmm. One of the downsides to writing is that you start a game and you never finish yeah. because you have to go to the next thing. So that mm-hmm. happened with God of War. Um, but Spider Man, I actually did finish. So I would say that. And everybody but me finished that game. By the way, I don't know if the season's gonna end. By the end of the year, probably not because the first episode just came out. But my favorite game is Life is Strange. And the f- first episode of Life is Strange 2 just blew my mind. Wow, and, really? And it's so weird because Max and Chloe are my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. So I was concerned that Life is Strange 2 without Max and Chloe would have been a weird game. But yeah. I really like the new characters. Wait, I'm going to jump here really fast because i see something here something's i happening. bought i bought the textbook from life is strange what it's at, at comic-con it doesn't come out yet like it was like a pre-release but it's chloe's textbook from from the game oh my god and like inside it's all of her notes and doodles of like the actual textbook for the school and I was just like, as someone who loves the game, I needed to get it. Mm-hmm. And you know what, man? Like, I love that that's a thing because games that you play and I'm trying to think, like, I, I think the same about, like, the Dragon Age Origin, Origins games or the Dragon Age games in general, the uh, Mass Effect games, Bioware games, where just by playing them, you know that they've created things outside of whatever it is you're directly experiencing. And I feel like that's an example of that. And it's just like all the work that you just like, it doesn't necessarily get displayed in the game but it shows if that makes sense like it shows that that work has been done and that thought has been i guess thought did, about did you play life is strange i played the first one i played uh like a, maybe the first i think it did the first episode of the prequel one uh yeah. I'm not, before the storm but i haven't have, i need to get back to it without any spoilers and you know how they have two endings that you can choose in the first one mm-hmm. well i chose the one that has the shorter ending, the one they basically don't want you to choose. <laughs> to choose. Mm-hmm. That's the one I chose. And they're making a comic book following that ending. Oh, that's sweet. So that one comes out, 
I think it comes starts out next month, but it follows that ending, mm-hmm. which makes me very happy because that's the ending I chose. So now I can kind of see what they would have done had they just continued off of that. See, man, that's how you that's how you deal with like the divergent pass at the end, but then like trying to satisfy both audiences. One has to sort of be canon in a way if you're gonna like carry on, I guess. Yeah. Um, that's awesome, man. And. Yeah, I really hope you play the second one because oh, dude, I gotta it's, have time. I gotta have really time. Cool. Whenever, oh my whenever you do, though, like there's so much I could play Assassin's Creed for the next two years, man. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is so good. Well, I'm I'm making a list of things that I want to play and hoping that for extra life, I force myself to get through some of those. So, yeah, play, do it for the kids, right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. like Red Dead, I'll be yeah. like, oh, I'll play any kind of. See, it's weird. I love horror movies. So everybody wants to give me horror games to review, mm-hmm. and I'm just like horror games. Yeah, they scare me way too much. Seriously, I, I the only one I finished <laughs> recently, which was two years ago, was Until Dawn, which I that might I thought be Until my, Dawn was a nine, man. I that, thought that might be my favorite PlayStation Four game. Yep, of all time. Yeah, it's so good, dude. Oh man, dude. Uh, speaking of Extra Life, tell everybody where they can find you uh, on Extra Life. They can support you. When, when are you Ooh. playing? And then tell everybody all the other things, what, what all the things that you're up to. As uh, we well, out here. I'll shoot you a link with the Extra Life page because okay. I don't know that. Uh, are you on a team or anything? I'm doing kind of funny, like team kind of funny. Nice. So I just saw their link or whatnot, and I joined there. Okay. I, put, I, I think I'm just, since I was doing it by myself, I put 500. It's in, it's a reasonable goal, but I mean, as you saw the other day on Twitter, I kind of reached out to everybody to try to play some kind of game. Because mm-hmm. I figured we tried earlier in the year to do Extra Life, and it was a complete failure. No Just kidding. a lot of technical issues, and then or whatnot. So I'm not going to have the same people come over this time. Mm-hmm. But if I get people online, like I know I tagged Luke and the Megadads and all that, even if no one's on my stream but we're playing together, you know, maybe that'll bring some people in. I'm down. And um I wanna play Black Ops four. I wanna play Fortnite. Halo now we gotta play Halo because we just talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah right. <laughs> we gotta we gotta play Horizon four. I still think that'll be a lot of fun to play. Mm-hmm. And then I, I wanna extra life. Maybe I'll convince my. Maybe I can convince people to donate, and then I'll force myself to play like Amnesia or something like that. I love it. Yes, the challenge donations are are the best, man. Because um, I don't like horror games, but I'll play them if I have to. Wait, I'm not really sure. Do you like horror games? Or I love or... horror. Oh, I love horror movies. I'll play horror games, but they scare me way too much. I never finished Resident Evil Seven just because I got too freaked out and i beat the first boss and then i got to the second house and it mm-hmm. took me i was like i can't do it i'm just messing with you dude where can people find you on twitter and uh the xbox enthusiast and all the other things that you got going um, on, my friend so i'm on xboxenthusiast.com but i also do nintendoenthusiast.com stuff you'll probably see me there a little more this month because a lot of halloween stuff Ooh. um uh and then i'm versavulture89 on xbox live and i'm versa vulture 89 on psn as well I, oh you got I, a good psn yeah I, oh i don't have to change my name no not no some of us are gonna do that as soon as possible and then i have a and then i'm ajg vulture 89 on twitter 
I love it, man. Thank you so much for taking time. I'm glad this finally it's worked out. We've got new cables for your microphone, and I got my kid down to nap. Uh, I'm realizing now I don't have my monitor in front of me. I did a rookie dad mistake. It's definitely upstairs, so I pray that he's still sleeping. He was oh. out when I put him down, so hopefully he's well, still out. And next time, if we do it again, we no games. We do something different. <laughs> next one is the streamcast, man. Next time, like we're gonna I, either I'm coming on your stream or you come on my stream, like because it'll be too long before we come on to the show. We got to catch up another uh, sometime very very soon. Um, thank you so much for your time today, man. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I thought I would leave this part to the end of the show just to see if anybody is listening. Um, but on Ifran Nintendo that will actually go up maybe yesterday. Bobby, when do we launch Ifran Nintendo? I think it's Sundays now. I don't know. At some point on Ifran Nintendo this week, I gave a great shout out. If I do say so myself, I meant to say that like the, uh, I, I wanted to highlight and spotlight a good friend of mine, Johnny Casino, for his work on Radio is Lame. I was on the show. Chris Bird was on the show. Bobby's on the show. The Nintendo Guru. Um... You've, you've shoved this spear into my heart um, in, in such a weird way because... I don't know if what's a spear. I'm, I want to play Assassin's Creed right now. Uh, you're doing such great work, Johnny. Everybody needs to go check that out. And it's made me like, oh, what do I even do with this show? Like, what am I even doing with my life? Johnny Casino doing an absolutely incredible job. I'm really... I really need to, like... I want to hone in on the show. You've pushed me, man. you push pushed me. So that's awesome really is awesome thank you guys so much for listening and johnny casino keep doing it man keep up the good work i'm supposed to mention adam leonard i think it's oh i am gonna help oh because he drew some stuff thank you guys so much for listening uh if you haven't already please rate us on itunes it makes a huge difference you guys have no idea start with just the stars and then if you just want to say like bah or something stupid like or hey i yell a lot of stupid stuff on the internet so just like regurgitate that crap back in the in the review and people will know what you're talking about um they be back next week I travel a little bit this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna have some switch time. I, I'm stoked. I have a red eye going into into New York. I'm gonna touch Bobby. It's gonna be a good week. I don't know what else is going on, guys. If you haven't already, also if you'd like to throw a dollar over at Patreon.com/slash/MakeUsBetter. It's the best Patreon on the internet because you support myself. You support the entire PSVG network. Which, by the way, they got the standalone feeds for the Shack Up. Nintendo Shack is up. It's the number one <laughs> Nintendo podcast on the internet. Um, which is very insulting to my own podcast and also Nintendo Nostalgia and Warp Whistle Gaming. So many Nintendo podcasts, but now you can find the Nintendo Shack all on its lonesome. It makes it so much more shareable, so much more discoverable. Honestly, I tweeted about it. You guys, like, it's bottom of my heart. It's like, to know that we are together making this impact and making everybody better, like, in the truest sense of the word, it's better. Thank you so much for everybody who does that already. Thank you to our artists, Gary Gray and Adam Leonard, and to our video designer, Mr. Antonio Guillen. It's, a, it's almost time for Jason, guys. So otherwise, this is episode 173 of We The Gamer Cast. I miss you already. I can't believe it's over. Uh, this show is now in your ears and your eyeballs. I'll be back next week. I hope you're here there, too. Now it's time for my Jason. Where's Jason? Jason! 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 Sean! 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 where are you? Jason! 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 Sean! 
Jason! 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 Jason!